Netflix too much, but this seems like the day that you just want to like sleep in. So congratulate the person sitting next to you for coming to church. I know there's a lot of people that are on, uh, on vacation right now because the kids have just got off from school. Um, but we have our college kids that are back. How many of you appreciated Jackson and Jaden up on stage playing this morning? Um, Alexis is here as well. Am I missing anyone? Is anyone else here that... Uh, Daxton? Anyone else? Yeah, let's welcome the college kids uh, for being here. Um, one thing that I've been reflecting on... Uh, during, the Christmas, during this Christmas season is what makes God God? Because Jesus came as fully man, but fully God. He shed his omnipotence, you know, his, his all-powerfulness, his omnipresence. He couldn't be at all places at one time. He came as God, shed his, his um, power to occupy a human vessel, but he was still fully God and fully man. So all the power, all the omniscience, all of the omnipresence, all of the things that made what we think of when we think of God, he took all of that away, but he became a man, and he was still fully God. So what was it that he did not give up that made him still fully God? Any ideas? Someone said it. Us? He became one of us? Yes, that's true. He didn't give in to temptation? That's true. One of the things that characterize the core of who God is is God is love. God is love. And so you take away all the power, you take away all of the omniscience, all of the uh, omnipresence, everything that God is when we think of his power, and he was still fully God because he was still fully love. And it doesn't matter if we're made in the image of God, the most important thing that we can do as we're here on earth is learn to love the way that he loved. Amen? And if God is love and the core of the Godhead is this concept of love. How many of us think that we have love down perfectly? Because if we had love down perfectly, we would be just like God. But there's always more that we can learn of how to love. Amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, you could love better. You, you could love better. I, I can love better. You can love better. We can all love better. And one of the things that, so this, this message this morning is the gift of love. There's three points. God gave us children to show us heaven. He gave us children to show us an example. And he gave us his own child to show us his love. You can also look at these three points. And if you want to write them down in your notes, you can. But love receives, love gives, and love hurts. There's three characteristics of love. Love receives, love gives, and love hurts. And every single one of these, I don't believe that we have learned or practiced to perfection. And all of us could learn how to love a little better. Amen? So we're going to jump into uh, this, this scripture on 
what God, as, he was, as Jesus was born, what he showed and what he demonstrated about love that we could grow in together. Let's, um, let's open in a word of prayer. God, we just thank you, Lord, that you're here. And during this Christmas season where we could get so distracted and, and um, caught up with all of the festivities of Christmas and all of the, the ono food and the get-togethers and giving and receiving of gifts, uh, God, help us to quiet and still our souls to reflect on, on what we're celebrating, that we're celebrating your gift of your son that demonstrated perfect love. And God, we, we want to take time this morning to settle our hearts and to put our focus on you. God, speak to us through your word and help us to understand your heart for us that was demonstrated through the life, the death, and the resurrection of your son. We thank you for all these things in Jesus' wonderful name. And everyone said, amen. Let's read the first scripture together. And everyone knows this by heart, John 3, 16. Let's read it at the count of three. One, two, three. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. John 3, 16. Point number one, God gave us children to show us heaven. Love receives from others. Everybody say this with me. Love receives from others. Say it again. Love receives from others. How many of you have a hard time receiving from others? Anybody have a hard time receiving? Asian culture, if you're Japanese, your hand should be up. Because most Japanese people are pretty, you know, samurai, prideful, you go out to eat, your friend says, I'll pay. You say, no, 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 I'll pay. No, 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 I'll pay. And then you fight over the check, you know. Every single time you go to a restaurant and you see people fighting for the check, they're always Japanese. Because we have pride and we don't want to receive from others. We're like, no, we can do it ourselves. And we like doing things ourselves. I was, I was watching this, um, this interview by one of these celebrities, and she, it's a, a, a teen celebrity. And she said that, and so the interviewer was like, Man, your parents must be so happy you made it. Like, did you buy them a new house? Did you buy them a new car? And she said, my parents are so proud, they won't even let me purchase a dinner for them. When we go out, they always pay for everything. And he said, wow, that must be awesome. And she goes, actually, it's not that great because I want to do stuff for them, but they won't accept it. And love not only gives, but love is humble enough to receive. Amen? This is what Jesus modeled. Matthew 19, 14. We're taught so much that love gives, right? Love gives. Love is unconditional. Love gives unconditionally. We're not taught that love receives. And this is something that I think is true in Asian culture. It's true in Hawaii. We need to be better at receiving. How many of you, how many of you, your, this is true in Filipino families. I'm just going <laughs> to... I'm just going to point out my, my wife. But her mom was always in the kitchen cooking and never let them touch anything in the kitchen. So when I married Joss, the, she never had cooked a meal in her life. Ever. How many Filipinos are like that? That you, your mom never lets you touch anything in the kitchen. Raise your hand. There, there, there. there. See, you see, you see? And then my wife, because her mom was like that, 
she's like that with our kids. She's there, she's making the meal. The kids never come into, like, they would in the beginning. Do, do you need help? No, 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 no. I got it, I got it. And then it turns into, oh, I did all this myself. Nobody's helping me in the kitchen. <laughs> and you know why? Because she cannot receive help. Just to point out something, Filipinos, <laughs> how many of you, when you go and you eat pancit from somebody else's party, you always compare your pancit with the pancit of the, and the worst thing, if you're not Filipino, I, I don't know why I'm going into this, <laughs> but the worst insult that you can ever give a Filipino person is that you, you compliment Costco's lumpia. Because if you compliment Costco's lumpia, inadvertently, you're saying that the lumpia that your wife makes or that your mom makes or whoever is not as good as the lumpia from Costco. So guys and everybody, you know, if you understand Filipino culture and you eat a lumpia from Costco, the first thing you say is, oh, this is so junk. <laughs> like compared to your lumpia, this lumpia is gross. And that will help your relationships. <laughs> I can give you that for free. Right? Amen. My wife just said amen. Um, love receives from others. Um, this is something that sometimes we need to work on and we need to get better at. Um, one of the things that God shows us when he gave us children, and not just uh, God himself, but children in general. Children are depend uh, vulnerable, they're dependent, they're humble, they're trusting of us more than they should be sometimes, especially for fathers like me. Um, forgiving, loving, all of these things Jesus modeled when God gave us the Savior of the world. He gave the savior of the world in the form of a baby. Isn't that amazing? That this baby was going to save the planet, save the world, give his life, but for the first part of his life, he was completely dependent and all he did was receive. When you think about that, that that is the perfect form of love, and when you think about how love is expressed as a parent. When you first, and parents, when you first have your child, Jackie just had her, her baby. When you first give birth, the baby gives you nothing. You're the one that's feeding the baby, you're changing the baby, you're doing everything for the baby, right? But what happens when, you, when the baby receives from you? What happens to your heart? Don't you love that baby so much because it takes from you, because it receives from you? And you, you become more bonded to that child, not because the child gives you anything. It doesn't even know how to love. But the reason why you love this child so much is because it receives from you. Did you ever think about that? And in the same way, God created all of us to love one another. And a part of love is receiving. It gives the opportunity for someone else to care for us and to, 
to love us more. How many of you think that you could be better at receiving love from friends, from family, anyone? Love receives. Everyone say love receives. Love receives. Number two, love gives. God gave us children to show us an example. Let's read this scripture together at the count of three. One, two, three. Then Jesus called a little child to him. He set him in the midst of them and said, okay, wait, 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 nobody's reading. <laughs> oh, it wasn't up? Oh, okay, okay. Who's doing PowerPoint? <laughs> Why don't we give the person on PowerPoint a hand? <laughs> Who is that? My niece. Oh, she was sleeping. Guarantee. <laughs> Just joking. Okay, let's read this out of the count of three. One, two, three. Then Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them, and said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever receives one of these little children like this in my name receives me. That's such a powerful ending. Whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. You know, one of the things that touches the heart of every parent is when somebody else loves their kid. Isn't that, isn't that true? Like, once you get older, like, you get old like me. I'm old. You, you don't care so much about, like, people giving you stuff, but if somebody gives something to your kid, you're like, oh, that's awesome. And it touches your heart. And we talked last week about love languages, right? That some people receive love through gifts, others receive love through words, through physical touch, through acts of service, through quality time. There's different ways that people receive love. Jesus' love language is taking care of the least of these. And when we take care of the least of these, it touches his heart. If you think about Christmas and what the church has, our church, churches around, the focus many, many times is children. Operation Christmas Child is about children. The foster care gifts that happened yesterday is about children. One of the things that was interesting was during, oh, why don't we show some pictures? So why don't we give a hand to all the volunteers that came yesterday to help with uh, the foster care gifts. We gotta come up with a cool name for that, Rhonda. This is Rhonda, everyone give Rhonda a hand. This is, this is her passion, her heart. Andrea helped with the organization. Volunteers from our church came to put it together, um, but there was 103 gifts that were given out to children, 103 uh, children that received gifts, 30 families, um, and that was this past Saturday, um, and for Operation Christmas Child, on the island of Maui, there was 2,300 gifts that were sent out from Maui, and 300 of those were from our church, so why don't you give yourselves a hand for that, and, and why do we do this? We do it because Jesus said, when you do it to the least of these, or you receive a child in my name, you receive me. When you serve a child, you're serving the Lord. 
and it touches his heart. And the reason why we do it is because he expressed in Scripture to us that that is near and dear to his heart. One of the things that kind of stuck out to me, a theme throughout Cleansing Stream, was that many people, when they talk about how they were impacted and what God did in their life, it all centered around God healing something that happened in their childhood. It, one of the, the powerful testimonies Kaleo shared was that he, he came up to get prayer and he saw this image of his father leaving and his father leaving with his brother. And he said that it, it hurt this whole, his whole life, it hurt him. And then he listened for the voice of God and the voice of God told him that his dad wasn't rejecting him, but his dad was taking care of his brother who was in a worse spot at that time. And God healed his heart from that and showed him that that perception that he was feeling for his whole life was a lie and that he wasn't rejected, but he was accepted. And that's just one story. There's so many different stories that I've heard of God touching an area in somebody's heart that was a, a, a hurt from their childhood. And when Jesus said that when you receive one of the least of these in my name, you receive me, and it, he talks to his disciples and he says, unless you're converted to be like little children, you will in no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as a little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Jesus is expressing to himself that every thought, every feeling, every experience that a child goes through is so important to him. And, and one of the things that, that really surprised me was that God, during that cleansing stream time, instead of, you know, addressing things that were in our adulthood, he jumped into our childhood. He touched, like, all of us have a kid in us that still is there. When we grow older, there's still that child that's in us, and the hurts that we carry from the time that we're a child affects the way that we act when we're adults. And so what God does is he goes back to the time that we're kids, and he heals those areas. And what, made, what changed that perspective for me is if God cares that much that he'll go back in time to touch our hearts when we were kids, I need to be more cognizant of how I'm affecting children around me. Because I might think, ah, it's no big deal. Like, I can, like, you know, whatever. <laughs> I joke around with them and, like, you know, do whatever I do. <laughs> but I don't know the impact that it's making on, on my kids and other kids. So, um, so us as a church family, it's so important for us to, to value uh, the experiences of our children. Our children matter. Amen? Um, point number three. So love receives from others. Love gives. Everyone say love gives. Love gives. And then the last thing, love hurts. How many of you have experienced loving to the point of hurting? Is it hot? No, it's not hot. God gave his own child to us to, to give love. Let's read the scripture together. 
the count of three. One, two, three. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. One of the things that when you, when you read these scriptures, that unto us a child is given, or for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, how many of you think, man, that's awesome. God gave us his son. How many of you like, think that that's a pretty amazing gift? How many of you would give your own kid? When they're bad, yeah. Like, when they're bad, I'd give them away to the grandparents or give them away to whoever. But if you had a perfect child, would you want to give your perfect child away? You'd give the, you'd give the other one away, right? But nobody has those kids. Um, one thing that I was reflecting on, and the reason why I was reflecting on it was, so we had a meeting um, here with Duke Iona after he lost uh, the run for governor. And no matter what your politics are, uh, he was a lieutenant governor, he was running for governor, he met with people that supported him, and you could tell that he felt rejected. How many of you would feel rejected if you ran for governor and the whole state rejected you? It's like kind of a visible rejection. And so he was just, you know, like apologetic, really sad. You know, it was kind of like a, a, a somber meeting. And after the meeting, I went up to him and I, I was like, um, hey, I didn't know what to call him, Lieutenant Governor, or hey, Duke. <laughs> uh, I forgot what I said. I was like, hey, Duke. Um, you know, one thing, as I was praying about you running for governor, I felt like God, because you might be questioning why God told you to run um, and you lost. Because he was like, I thought I was going to win. You know, after everything happened, I thought I was going to win. And um, I said, but you know, you were obedient. You ran. You lost. And God knew you were going to lose. But you know why God told you to run? He's like, why? I said, because of what you needed a choice. Hawaii just needed a choice. And, and love, love values freedom to choose. And whether you won or lost, if Hawaii rejected you, at least they had a choice between two parties. And you were obedient to God. And if you look all through scripture, every great man of God who obeyed, he was a gift from God to humanity, and he was rejected. Like, I started, I started looking through it. Like, Moses, he was a gift to Israel, and Israel wanted to stone him when they didn't have bread and when they didn't have water. They wanted to stone him. They wanted to reject him. Paul, God gave Paul to the church, and he got imprisoned, rejected by humanity. Joseph, he was given as a gift to Israel, his brothers, and the brothers sold him into slavery. He was rejected. David, he was given to Israel to be king. And Saul looked at David, received him, and said, you're great. But when he started getting too great, he kicked him out and wanted to kill him. He rejected him from the palace. And all of these men that God raised up to be a gift to a nation, a gift to humanity, a gift to the church, were rejected, 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 rejected. It's a pattern throughout Scripture. And finally... God gives his own son, his very own son, to be the greatest gift to humanity, to be the savior of the world, 
knowing full well that his son would be rejected by his own creation and crucified, not just rejected, but abused, crucified, and killed. And it says, God so loved the world that he gave his son. And he didn't just give his son, he gave his son knowing that his son would be rejected, that his son would be abused, that his son would be killed. What kind of love is that? What kind of love gives to the point of personal rejection and personal hurt? Isn't that an amazing love? That is an amazing love. And it's something that, when I started thinking through it, God calls every single one of us, God calls every single one of us to love. And one of the things that keeps us from loving is a fear of rejection. It's a fear that, that when we give of ourselves and we put ourselves out there, when we put our talent out there, when we put our time out there, when we put our heart out there, that the people that we are called to serve will reject it. But you're in good company if you get rejected. How many of you have gotten rejected at work, rejected at, by your family, rejected by, by people that God has called you to be a blessing to, and you try to be a blessing and you, you get pushed away? The easy thing to do is like, if I put myself out there and I want to help somebody and they don't want my help, fine. You reject me, I'm going to reject you. And if we have a huge fear of rejection, we want to reject them before they reject us. But the way of the cross and the way of Christmas is that we love by receiving, we love through giving, and we love through hurt. Even through hurt that we'll love. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. I want to close this morning by giving an opportunity for anyone who hasn't, who needs to grow in any of these areas. The first step for us to receive love better from others is to receive love better from God. That's the first step, is to receive love better from God. And once we receive love better from God, we can give love to others and even to the point of hurt. I'm going to close by saying this one story. Um, I had one of the most significant encounters with God when I was at Wheaton, and we had an off-site at this place called uh, Harbor House. And Harbor House is a place where they called ministers to... Uh, yeah, could the worship team come up? Um, the Harbor House is a place where ministers could come and, and rest and pray and seek the Lord. And our professor told us to spend some time just sitting in the presence of God. So I was sitting in, in, in this place called Harbor House. It was a beautiful home uh, up at Wheaton. And, and as I was doing that, all of these hurts started surfacing in my heart. Different things that had happened over the course of my life. And it was weird because I started feeling like this hurt. And, and I was like, God, I thought that I dealt with this stuff already. I thought that that you healed me of all these things. And he took, I was reading through the scripture of Jesus washing the feet of his disciples. And when he came to Peter's feet, he said, I want to wash your feet. And Peter said, far be it from me, Lord, you will not wash my feet. And he said, 
if you don't let me wash your feet, then you will have no part of me. And that scripture just stuck out to me. And I, I looked at that scripture and I was like, God, if I was there in the room, I would have let you wash my feet. And God spoke really clearly to me. And he's like, no, you wouldn't. And I was <laughs> I'm having this argument with God. Like, how do you know? How do you know that I wouldn't let you wash my feet? And he took me back just the day before when I was with some of my cohorts at Five Guys Burgers and Fries. And one of my uh, classmates said, hey, can I, can I buy you some, uh, uh, can I take care of your lunch? And I was like, no, 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 I got it. And he's like, no, 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 let me get it. No, 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 I got it. He's like, no, 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 no. You know, we're, we're fighting. And, and I just got my card and I stuck it in and I paid for his meal. And, um, and he took me back to that event and he's like, if you won't let your friend do something as small as pay for your lunch, what makes you think that you would let me, your savior, wash your feet? And I was like, God, I'm prideful. Like, I don't know how to receive love from you. And, and then I felt like he asked me, can I wash your feet? And my response to him was, God, not just my feet, but everything. I want you to heal everything. And I felt a love wash over me, presence of his spirit. And through that, like, I just started crying. I'm, like, walking around the campus. I'm crying. Like, people probably thought I was crazy. But I felt his presence healing stuff in my life that I, I thought I had, I had dealt with. And I let God love me. I let him heal me. And, and I don't know, you know, how that impacted my life from that time. But I know that I'm able to care more for others. I know that I'm able to feel more for others. That I'm able to, to give love more because I was able to receive. And in this time of Christmas, it's important that the first thing that we do is we learn to receive from our Creator, from the Lord. If that's your heart, I'm just going to lead all of us in a prayer if you would just pray this prayer with me and, and ask him or receive love from, from the Lord. Let's, let's pray this morning. If that's your heart, just repeat this prayer after me. Say, Dear Jesus, I know that you love me and I don't understand the full depth of that love. I know there's areas in my heart that you still need to heal. And for whatever reason, I've tried to heal it myself. I've tried to live life on my own and tried to cope with my past hurts on my own. But there's healing that can only come from you and that you want to give to me. 
and that you provided it on the cross. And all I need to do is receive it. So I don't know how that works, but I surrender to you this morning. I humble myself and admit to you that my strength is insufficient to heal my own hurt. And I invite you into my heart to heal my heart and to cleanse me. Thank you that your desire is to wash my feet and to wash my whole body. And I invite you to do that in Jesus' name. As you teach me to receive, help me to give. Help me to love others, even to the point of pain, even when it hurts. Help me not to regard my own comfort, but help me to live in a way that reflects you. Thank you for your love for my life. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen. Is God good? And all the time, God is good. our God is good. Um, why don't we stand and we'll just close with a song. What song are we singing, Zach? Great are, great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Sounds good. Be able to give that love, even if it gets rejected. Lord, use every single one of us in this room during this Christmas season to be our hands and feet to our families, to our friends, to our coworkers, to this community. God, thank you, Lord, that you are using this congregation to touch the, the lives of children abroad through Operation Christmas Child, through uh, the foster care gifts that were given. Uh, and Lord, we just pray that you would impact our own spheres of influence through our lives, Lord, that we would be those that reflect the character and the nature of a God who gives, the God who receives, the God who loves through the pain and through the hurt. We ask this in Jesus' wonderful name. And everybody said, amen. God bless you. Have a great week. There is Santa outside for the kids. No sleigh because of the rain, uh, but the kids have, have a presence waiting for them. Thank you to everybody who helped, and also thank you to the Hula Halal for that beautiful dance that they did. Have a great week.